Hey everyone, welcome back to She Prop Talk. Today, I am really excited for this guest, um, and I really hope that you are watching this episode on, on YouTube because I'm gonna throw in so many examples of her glorious, glorious cosplays. You really need <laughs> to see this one, but if you can't, just listen, that's fine. But um, that's welcome, welcome Louisa from Silhouette Cosplay. Oh my God. Hello everyone. Is it really you or are you a, yeah. a mirage? Are you... <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I. I tell people I'm Loki. They're like, how do you do your shape-shifting? I'm like, I'm Loki. Because <laughs> you are Loki, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it's that makes a lot of sense. Magic. <laughs> well, no doubt, seriously, you're, you're, you're Loki. I have so much to talk to you about. Um, uh, yeah, you're, you're, we're going to talk about your Loki. We're going to talk about your Black Widow, your amazing Daenerys work that you've done recently. Oh, my God, mind-blowing. Uh, you it's do photography. My mind a little bit too. Well, hello. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna save that one. We're gonna fold that one up and, and save it to the side because I definitely want to like tackle okay. that one in depth. But first, um, let's start with some basic questions. I actually asked um, uh, online the inst- on Instagram for some questions for you because um, I thought that would be kind of fun, and I did get a bunch of questions. So one of them is one that I was gonna ask you. Anyway, but I know. Let's see. Okay. This one is from Artist Addict 1313. It's cool. I recognize that name. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so this uh, person asks, how did you get into cosplay and what inspired you to cosplay? Oh, boy. (laughs) I know. That's a... (laughs) It's like a long and short story. Um, It is. I've been sewing since I was like eight so that was like what yeah I used to my grandmother taught me and so I would like sit on her lap and she would like do the foot pedal and I would guide the the fabric through the machine oh my god and it was it was awesome um so I started out like making American girl doll clothes so which like looking back now I'm like they're so tiny how (laughs) how did I what (laughs) and of course the one trend that has continued is that I never wanted to work with cotton. You know, like, you buy quilting mm-hmm. cotton for your kid when they're learning. Like, yeah, it's an sure. easy fabric to use, blah, blah, blah. No. I, no, I wanted the satins. I wanted the furs. <laughs> I wanted the lace. I wanted anything that stretched, shed, left glitter all over the place. Are the, all the hard um, stuff right off the bat. Yeah, I was like, okay, but it needs to be fancier. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I'll... My American Girl doll had, like, the best wardrobe because it was, like, everything I could think of. And it was never simple. My grandmother tried to, like, she would, like, give me a girl doll's clothes for Christmas. And but and she would make them out of, like, nice cottons and, like, really things that you could keep nice that weren't too difficult. And I'd be like, yeah, but look at that shiny stuff over there. Right. There's not enough glitter on that, Grandma. Yeah. So that's how the sewing started. And then, like, I got into Harry Potter, so I would be, like, modifying graduation robes to be Harry Potter robes, oh, which I feel cool. like at least 50% of my generation did exactly that thing because it was, like, black robes, great. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I'm now a wizard. That's a that's a good g- gateway uh, into the world and realm of cosplay, for sure. Yeah. I didn't really know about cosplay at that point, because I was, like, 11, and... <laughs> I was oh I was gosh. just making costumes, so I didn't really think of it as cosplay per yeah. se. 
And then I started like making my own patterns because I didn't like the patterns that were available because they weren't accurate enough. Do you oh see this like progressing gosh. into like me? This um, is a, this is a theme. You have always been extra. <laughs> just a little bit. I love um, it though. I love it. So I think I went to my first convention in. I, I never remember if it was 2011 or 2012, but it was one of those two. And I dressed up in like a Luna Lovegood that I thrifted from a mm-hmm. bunch of things, which is fun. And I was, I didn't know what a convention was. My cousins were just like, hey, there's this cool thing going on and people are nerds and like dress up and there's Lord <laughs> of the Rings and like Star Trek and Star Wars and it's fun and you should go. And I was like, well, okay, that, that sounds yeah. kind of cool. I, I guess I'll go, <laughs> you know, we can go for a day, whatevs. And then I got there and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> no, I can feel it. And it really all went downhill from there. Uh, or uphill, depending on which, how uphill. hard you wanted to yeah. make your projects. For my wallet and my grandmother's sanity, it went downhill. Right, oh my gosh. Then she was like, oh no, you're coming to my house and you want to make real complicated things. Yeah, bigger things, <laughs> things that, that, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that is awesome. So where did the cosplay name Silhouette Cosplay come from? Um, that is a weird thing that happens was that my Tumblr username is the Shattered Silhouette, which is the title of a Sherlock fan fiction I wrote back in the day. Oh, that's so I just, awesome. <laughs> so they kind of like went from that to that. And I really like the word silhouette and I feel like it kind of suits cosplay yeah. in a weird way. And that we all have different silhouettes. And I just think it's a really pretty word. It is. So it's I also, went with it. It's also for people like me who um, I can spell, but I have to slow down a little bit and remember how to spell silhouette because it's not something I spell all the day, uh, like uh, every single day. You're probably the hundredth person to have told me that, that they know how to spell oh, really? silhouette because, because of, of you. Me. <laughs> yep. Where they're like, oh. I typed it often enough that I actually know how to type it now. <laughs> Well, thank you for educating us all, Louisa. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're so welcome. I'm here for that. Well, let's see. Um, we have so many other questions. I'm going to grab a couple more of these questions. So we did the origins. What's that? It said throw them at me. Throw them at you. Um, okay. There's a lot of questions about embroidery, but we're going to hold on to those. Um, because we're going to yes. talk about Daenerys later. I'm so excited. I seriously okay so listeners we were we were like your eyes like glint a little bit I know like like sparkle eyes um we were planning to get together on um uh to talk about this but I I usually tell folks like hey we we talk on Skype like make sure that we can let you have Skype and we can we can do this because that's how we record everything and I got so lost in your work on Facebook, I was scrolling. I was watching your Loki video, the videos, the one that you took in, um, that you filmed in uh, New York, and then mm-hmm. the uh, the detail work on the Daenerys costume. I got totally lost, and I lost track of time. <laughs> and then you were like, "Hey, how do we do this?" It's like, "Oh my gosh!" So it's your fault. It's like, your fault. Uh, is this Facebook? Is this Google? Is this, what are we doing? <laughs> oh yeah, let me quick download Skype. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Thank you okay. for doing that. Um, all right. So yeah, wow. Okay. Um, there's another question here. Uh, what was the most improbable material that you worked with, but ended up looking great? And that question is from Kiko Cosplay. Thanks, Kiko Cosplay. Oh, 
I mean, <laughs> whether I whether it's this? from your American Girl co- uh, costume days <laughs> or from current costume days. <laughs> okay, well, I think I have two. I, I have two good ones. I think one is I the company that makes Cybra sent me a lot of Cybra. They were like, "Hey, we want you to like try this and see what you think." And so I tried it, and I found out it doesn't work like Warbler. Yeah. You know, Beverly. It's pretty different. Pretty <laughs> you know, different. but yeah. it was what I had on hand to make my uh, gauntlets for Raven from Ruby. Oh, and I was yeah. like, I need to make these out of thermoplastic. I don't have any Warbler. I don't want to make them out of foam because I want them really solid. Mm-hmm. I have Cybra. And I was like, at first I was like, okay, it's like sheets of thermoplastic. Great. And I started working with it. And it was like, this is not working. <laughs> yeah. This is not how I envisioned this. This is bubbling. This is soft. This is gummy. This is the worst thing ever. I yeah. hated it. They came out really well. But it took so much effort to get them structural and smooth and to not just squish into one big gummy mass. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I, so I know. Let's say I learned my lesson on how to use cyber and how not to use cyber in that yes. context. People always ask me, like, what are your gauntlets made out of? And I'm like, cyber, don't. <laughs> just, yeah. just don't go there for this kind of work. Yeah. So when I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're, you're referring to like using the zebra over, uh, over like EVA foam, like you would like wrap with Warbler. Oh, or no, what I were you, what were you using? Foam. I just smushed two sheets together like I do with Warbler. Oh, um, and so it was just like extra gummy. Ah, yeah. yeah. So I generally don't even uh, put thermoplastics over foam because I don't like the thickness of it very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a learning experience, shall we say? <laughs> uh, the other good one I had was that when I was doing a lot of my research for Loki, he has this uh, this metal mesh material on his coattails and in parts of his sleeves. And I was like, what is that? It's like fabric, but it's metal. It's real metal. And I was just like, okay. And I started like Googling and researching and couldn't find anything. And then I came across this thing on eBay, which was they make sexy party clubbing halter tops out of this fabric. Oh, and it's, it's literally just like metal mesh. <laughs> and it's just like they make halter tops out of it. Oh my God. And so I was like, Great, and I bought one. <laughs> so oh, that's I perfect. I have a picture of me wearing it, like over a sweater, <laughs> um, just for the the sheer like amusement of having this before I cut it up to put it into Loki. <laughs> oh my god! So I would love to see a before and an after of like what that looked like. You probably don't have those pictures anymore, do you? Oh, I do. Oh, you do? I oh absolutely do. I will. Well, yeah. That- that would be really great. I I love um I love feeling like you know what you don't need to make every tiny little piece of your project from scratch. Like if you can farm it from something that has already been made, um yeah, that's totally. always a good a good avenue. It saves you some time. And Lord, you need time for your projects because you are all about that detail. So we're oh talking about Loki. Let's yeah. talk about Loki. Let's talk about Loki. I will talk about Loki for like this entire hour. You will have to stop me. Okay. All right. You'll have so, to keep me on track so we get. <laughs> All right. I do have some some questions. So what uh, what is it about Loki that drew you to the character? Okay. So Avengers came out in 2012, and I was like, kind of didn't get it. Just saw it was really hyped up, and I was like, okay, there's superheroes. I don't like action movies. Like I find fights boring, so I wasn't really into it. Um, <laughs> And then 
I think I spent my junior year abroad and I was in Berlin and my roommate had gone to bed because we had our flight had just gotten in and I was sitting alone in the dark and she had given me the Avengers movie to put like watch on my computer if I wanted to. And I was just like, eh, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> so I watched it. I didn't like it that much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, but the two characters I liked <laughs> were Tony because of his snark mm-hmm. and Loki <gasps> Tony because snark. of his extra snark. <laughs> And fashion sense, let's be honest. And Tom Hiddleston, um, let's be honest. And Tom Hiddleston, yes. Yeah. See, yes. Tom Hiddleston was what sold me on Loki. It was yeah. his appearance at San Diego Comic-Con in 2013 when he was doing the promotions for The Dark World. And he came onto the stage in Hall H in full Loki, did the, his whole speech fully in character, and it was so charismatic oh, that I was just awesome. like, I was blown away. And I was just like, <laughs> Oh my gosh! Were you there? And then I was not, but I saw it online later. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish I'd been there now. Oh my gosh! Um, and so then I actually went back and watched Thor, and that was so much more my thing than like your typical Avengers action movie kind of thing uh-huh. because it's very Shakespearean. Yeah. It's very high fantasy combined with sci-fi kind of thing, and that was that's so my jam. And I was just like. I love this, and I love this guy. Um, oh, that's awesome! Well, I, I Thor, the, Thor of the Dark World has a soft. I have a soft spot for because I made Sif and Thor from that. It movie. is my favorite Marvel movie, and yeah. some people would probably just want to fight me about it. And I'm just yeah. like, you know what? It's <laughs> my <me>. favorite. <laughs> the plot has its problems. I don't care because the character interactions are spot on, and I love it dearly. <laughs> that's how Loki happens and so my first Loki I made for the premiere of the Dark World oh wow uh, that's awesome oh my gosh not like one of the big premieres but I like went to yeah. my big theater in Boston with some friends and we were all dressed up and it was amazing oh my god that's awesome so did you were you able to sit down in your Loki yeah <laughs> yeah, awesome. I was actually I even like went out and bought costume chains too, just to have that look because it was hysterical. <laughs> so great. Um, but it was my first time working with leather. My first oh, time wow. making armor of any kind. Oh, I wow. made it out of foam. Yeah, it was just like craft foam. And oh, wow. I looked up a bunch of tutorials. and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I really want to make this costume. Um, and that first iteration did have the 3,000 zipper stops because I went that far. That's crazy. Okay, so hold up a second. Was this one of the first costumes that you made? Not one of the first costumes. I think what? it was the first costume of any level. Before that, I've made um, Aon and Galadriel and things okay. that were more fabric-based okay. and a little less crazy. So you, you were just like, yeah, that's foam, and now I know how to use it. <laughs> Well, because yeah, that costume, I've seen that I costume. Tried. It's amazing. The armor later disintegrated, oh. but that was okay. <laughs> well, you could have fooled me. Start. <laughs> I re- I remade it out of Warbler later. Oh my god! So how many uh, how many versions of Loki do you have? I'm gonna have to count. Uh, oh my god! I love this. <laughs> All right, I have I have Jotunheim Loki. I have Loki's like suit scarf look from the first Thor movie. Mm-hmm. I have the Dark World armored one, which is one of the ones I wear the most. Uh-huh. I have the Dark World prison outfit. I have the Dark <laughs> World raggedy prison shirt outfit. Oh my gosh! Um, 
I have my original design. I have Which Black I love. Love Black that. From Ragnarok. Okay. Um, is that all of them? That might be all of them. Oh my god! If you think of another one later, that's that's only only seven. <laughs> I think. Amount, did I, right? Do you count seven? And then I have other things like if I put on the like fluffy red cape from like the Dark World deleted scene, that's another look. Kind oh of thing. my god! Oh my god! Um, that's amazing. And I I I love absolutely love that uh, original design that you did. Um, and I thought that it was from a movie, and I just didn't like see that costume up that that close because it looked like it. I mean, it, it fits right into the um, the whole Asgardian look and feel. It's oh, that beautiful. Makes me so happy. It's gorgeous. That's what I was oh, going gosh. for. Was like, yeah. okay, let's take the MCU craziness and just make something <laughs> that's semi at that level, pretty much at that level. Yeah, no, it's except abs- I could actually figure out how to make it as I designed it instead of having to figure out how it went together after the concept artists went at it. And I was just like, okay, I have that oh, control. Yeah. That that is something that I, that that whole like I'm gonna do something that's not screen accurate that I can like make or break my decisions. Like I could say, well, no, I'm not actually gonna do that. Or, well, this looks this is gonna be kind of cool. I'm changing my direction on this now. Um, do you? Oh yeah. Do you because you do incredibly screen accurate work, and then you do your own your own work. Do you do you find that uh, you were trying to adhere to your sketches a lot more? Were you forgiving of yourself? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> In some ways, I would change a few things, but the thing was that I didn't just make one sketch and call it a day. Mm-hmm. The design process literally took longer than the making of the actual costume. Oh wow! It was like a four to five month process of me. I, I did it digitally so I can make different layers and try out different colors and oh different styles. And I kept like flipping the layers on and off and erasing and redoing things. Like my original sketch looks almost nothing like the final product. That's incredible. But I started somewhere and just kept going with it. So by the end of it, I'm like, this is what I'm adhering to because I already did all the, all the thinking and the problem solving sort of in my head. Yeah. Apart from like, you know, construction and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, so you designed your own map for it to, to follow. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. I didn't realize that it had got, that had a taken such an enormous amount of, uh, that you spent that much time on the, on the design. That is, that is amazing. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was just, I really wanted to have a full picture before I started doing it you know because that's what I want whenever I do a screen accurate costume is like I need all the details in front of me I need to know before I start patterning what my end goal is yeah in the process ah that's amazing I didn't realize that that's very cool well okay listeners please if you somehow don't know her Loki all of the Lokis we went over I think seven seven of all of them please please do yourself a favor and go check them out because they're absolutely beautiful. And the thing that I love that you do is that you, you also, you're an incredible um, editor, like photo editor, and you also take your own photos. Am I right? I, well, my twin, twin drum cosplay. Yes. They take the photos, but then they're on my camera and then I do the editing and I have okay. full control over it, which I love. Yeah. So, and I love that too, because um, the, the photos that you take of your, or that, that your twin takes um, and that you edit, they're just outstanding resources for anyone that wants to make these costumes. They look like they're straight off the screen. It's just, it's just insane, especially your well, Daenerys you. one. 
Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So let's see. Let's, since we're still on the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, let's shift to your Black Widow. How many versions of Black Widow okay. do you have? Let's start counting. Well, I only have the one suit. <laughs> okay, you have one suit. I but one I suit, know that you And then I have the Infinity War, which goes over the same suit. They use the okay. same suit in Civil War and Infinity okay. War. So that was okay. easy. I just had to like make a vest and <laughs> put on a different wig. Easy. Um, yeah. And then I have a couple of her casual looks from um, The Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. She has a, a dark brown leather jacket, and then she has a striped jacket hoodie, mm-hmm. which, like, all the Black Widow cosplayers are constantly looking for. Yeah. It's like the it's like the high-prized <laughs> item of the Black Widow cosplay community. So did you find it or did you make it? I made my first one uh-huh. and my second one. I started, like, I was dyeing things. I was finding striped fabric that was as accurate as I could <laughs> and then, like, adding it to a safari jacket and then dyeing it as accurately as I could. And then after, like, three years of scrolling ebay and poshmark i actually found the actual one. Oh my god and i was gosh. like that's fine and that's i wear it all the time <laughs> that's amazing so that's incredible good well investment. well i remember um i remember scouring the pictures of your the suit that you made because you used a uh, fabric that was similar to the one that i thought i was going to use for my hella suit that i wound up not using it was a little scratchy um and mm-hmm. i i knew like that yeah, over my entire sure. body would be kind of hard was um, it the the like the wide like octagonal hexagonal mesh? That, yes. Yeah, because that yeah. that never touches my skin, <laughs> which is great because otherwise I would be sad. Yeah, that's a it's a cool fabric, but um, I really probably should have gotten like. It also I don't has know, no like, stretch. No, there's no stretch. It's it's a really cool fabric, and I thought that I could um, glue like things to it, but because it has like has like a mesh layer on top, and then it's almost like a velcro kind of a texture yeah, fibered like it's a in between fabric so it yeah. has a little bit of this mushy mushy texture it's like thicker than you expect yeah it's like a good eighth of an inch like thick yeah it's it's pretty plush so when i was testing out my hella costume and with the silpoxy it was just like running right through it it was really not very pretty so i i switched <laughs> i switched fabrics not for that yeah yeah but um but yeah i think and i and i think that that at that time i think because I had been kind of uh, Facebook stalking your work for a while. And then when you messaged me or you sent me like the link to that fabric, I was like, oh, she's talking to me. Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> I'm not that cool. She's amazing. No, seriously, that's that's exactly what I was thinking when, uh, when, when all that was going down. So thank you for your help with that. That was that's really hilarious. That was very helpful. And yeah, I wound up not using that fabric for much, but my stepdaughter used it for something, which, which is oh, cool. Great. It's kind of fun Where's to see that? her using, going through the, those fabrics. Um, well, cool. Okay, so Blackwood, did you see Endgame yet? We're not going to talk about the I movie because I know. We're not going to talk about it. No spoilers. Okay. I did see it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I do I, like her new suit. Her new suit is amazing. Yes. Probably not is... quite enough to make it, though. No. <laughs> well, um, I was at the uh, I was at the premiere, the purple carpet premiere, and I got to see how see I did her in see pers- that in person. Well, when, with my own eyes, I saw I saw that I saw her, and it was it, she's just so she just radiates like 
she just radiates. She's just so gorgeous yeah. and, and beautiful. And she was so great with fans. Like she came over, there's a bunch of black widows dressed that were like just dying to see her. And they were all kind of trying to get her attention and everything. And, and she was so wonderful. She came over and she, I saw her actually put her hand around someone's like shoulder to get a picture. Like she leaned into the crowd oh. and like nobody else was doing that. Um, so awesome. Yeah. She was just, Especially just because she doesn't wonderful. like do a lot of like, she doesn't do conventions or like yeah. those kind of fan events that a lot of the other actors do. Yeah. So that's really, that's really great. Yeah. She was, she, it was just lovely to see her and interacting with her fans. It was, it was a really cool experience. Um, but there were some other, uh, some cosplayers there that had worked like for like three or four days straight to make the costume from the movie that they all wear, the, the space suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. The quantum. Yeah, yeah. The quantum suit, the space suit. <laughs> The one they wear in space. Um, and that I thought was, that was, it was crazy. Uh, it looked like they had um, Zentai suits on and then they made some armor on top. It's like, wow, these, they're really that's on top amazing. of it. Yeah. They w- See, wasted that's no the time. speed building. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't speed build. I just can't. I will I, get sad if I try to speed build. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Um, so yeah, speaking of not speed building, let's, let's go ahead and, um, Let's pick up one of those questions because we're we're moving on to Daenerys. We're we're doing okay, it. Let's do it. This is happening. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna use a couple of these questions that I that I got online. Um so before I can ask this question, audience, listeners, you must go and find her Daenerys that she just finished. I am telling you, do yourself a favor. It is unbelievable, the embroidery on this, on this work. First of all, you made the entire thing. And then, because I stalk you, I know that you sourced a lot of the actual parts that they used, right? Yeah, as, as much as possible. Yeah, as much as possible. Okay. <laughs> tell me a little bit about that, that costume, like how you started and, and just tell me all about it. And then uh, I'll throw, throw a couple of questions in there from, from our folks right. as the we go along. Process. Okay, well... I've Game of Thrones people Game her of Thrones. <laughs> for a few years, and I and I have folders saved of like some of her different costumes from season five and six, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, they're pretty, but they weren't like actively pulling at me the uh-huh. way I know like a costume will if I need to make it. Yeah. And then season seven showed up, and it was the first episode of season seven, uh-huh. and I saw her in this costume, and most everything she'd worn before was very is like white or bright colors Mm -hmm. and suddenly she was like going into Targaryen red and black and she just like landed on the beach and she's in almost black it's a dark gray and I was just like that 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 one (laughs) yep I'm doing it I must make that cool great shape and it's such a great wait for it silhouette Um, (gasps) Ah! (laughs) I make that joke a lot probably more than I should that's okay (laughs) I'm glad you did you can sneak it and, in again later if you want. That's right. So I was like, okay, that, that's the one I'm making. Um, and luckily, <clears throat> the cosplay network is amazing because there are a couple groups on Facebook for Game of Thrones and Daenerys cosplayers, and someone in the UK actually found the the real sequined fabric that they used on her costume for a lot of the embroidery. And it's from a shop that sells, actually, or at least it did. I don't know if they do anymore, but they sold a lot of fabrics for... Um, Daenerys and Cersei and maybe Sansa, question mark, question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was where uh, Michelle Clapton got the fabrics. 
And she is the costume designer. Yes. Okay. Yes, she is. There's Michelle Clapton is the costume designer. Um, Michelle Carraher, I don't know quite how to pronounce her last name. She (laughs) is the um, embroiderer. Okay. But they're both Michelles. Both spelled exactly the same. The two Michelles. Okay. (laughs) Michelle C, no less. Um, Yeah, so thanks to the the other Daenerys cosplayers, I was able to order this fabric that they used on the actual costume. Oh my god, that's amazing. It's basically sequins set onto uh, a silk chiffon. And I I had to cut off all the sequins because they only used the sequins, not the actual. They didn't use it as fabric. They used it as sequins. Oh my god! So are you talking about the little wavy, the little wavy dudes? Yeah, they're like they're like little wavy kind <sighs> of spiky leaf shapes, and they're they're like not a, not an inch long. They're maybe like three quarters of an inch long. Gosh! I ended up you... using about six hundred and fifty of them on the embroidery. Oh my god! How many yards of that did you did you get? Like, and were you like, how do I know if this is going to be enough? Um, <laughs> big well, leap. <laughs> the the first the first qualm I had was how expensive it was because oh. it was like one hundred and fifty dollars a yard. <gasps> so oh yeah, God. I was like, oh no. Plus, <sighs> plus international shipping from the yeah. UK. And then did you have to buy a whole yard? Like they were like, I no, we don't. Not. We don't. What really? They were. I messaged the actual. I messaged the shop and I was like, so could you sell these in like increments that are less than a yard? And they're like, yes. You, or meter in this case. Yeah. And they said, yes, you can get a tenth of a meter. And a that will be enough. Whoa. Yep. So oh, wow. I got a tenth of a meter. The shipping cost more than the actual um the actual fabric, but Oh my gosh. It was I still have a little bit left over, so it was definitely it was more than enough. And I was like, Great, because I don't have to spend hundred and fifty dollars on this fabric. Oh my god, that's that's great. that's great. I'm surprised. But that that like gives me hope for yeah. you know for finding oh that's awesome and I love that the community the builder community they they all kind of like push you towards the where you could actually get it yeah um, that's really yeah, nice <laughs> that's awesome so that was like my first step was like okay well I bought this screen accurate sequence now I have to make it <laughs> it still took me a year to actually start because oh, really? of other projects life things and I wasn't feeling the motivation exactly yeah and I had to make a corset for the first time to go underneath it and I was just like this is so much I don't know if I could do this I've never done embroidery before um uh, uh, I have news for you you can do anything <laughs> from I'm what I see yeah you're unstoppable like if it's wigs transforming yourself with makeup crazy numbers of Loki renditions your own character designs like your incredibly screen accurate Daenerys costume that is from one of the most beautiful shows that I think um for for costume design uh yeah I I really and I know that you you must feel this looking at your work looking back at your work and being able to say yeah that's pretty awesome I did that yeah no it's yeah. so cool and sometimes it's like I, I did that? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> um, well, believe it, sister, because you did it. Um, okay, so now that we talked about your embroidery, now <laughs> all, most of the questions that I got online about, like, what, what do you want to ask Silhouette Cosplay? Most of them were about embroidery. That's so uh, Noelle Cosplay asks, how do you survive the endless tediousness of hand embroidery? Um, 
Well, it helps that I really like hand sewing. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's part of it. I love doing hand work. Some people hate it. I adore it. Um, I watched a lot of TV. (laughs) (laughs) How many seasons of of shows did you get through? (laughs) I don't even know. I kept switching between things. I think that's my funny. go-to show is um, Mash, which is oh really? Oh my yeah. gosh, that's so that's so great. Well, there's a lot not of episodes is, to watch. Not everybody so. of my generation knows <laughs> Mash, but those who do, I'm just like, yeah, I definitely know Mash. Um, that's funny. So when you not to sidebar too much, but uh, when I watched, so I was watching Shield a lot. Like I blew through like the entire all of the seasons of Shield while I was making Wasp. So every mm-hmm. time I see anything S.H.I.E.L.D. related, it brings me back to making Wasp. Um, do you feel the same? Um, or is MASH just like a part of your regular watching? I watch it watching? so often. Yeah. I have rewatched it so many times that it's not really like a specific <laughs> thing anymore. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. Yeah. It was, it's a lot. It was a lot of embroidery. It was like half of the time of, that it took to make the whole costume was embroidery. Yeah. Which was about 120 hours or something in that range. That was wow. embroidery. Was that for like both of the shoulder pieces or for like one? Because I remember you posted, you're like, I'm done with one and now I have to do the <laughs> other one. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, that was for the total of, I think, all the embroidery, the main yeah. embroidery pieces. It God. ended up being like 120 hours. Oh my god! That's I actually kept track of my hours on this costume, which oh, wow. I have been bad at up till yeah. now. But with this one, I like kept track of like my expenses and my hours and where I got things and the amounts of things I got. Because I'm just like, I got so many embroidery materials from so many different places, and I had yeah. to keep track of like, does this thread color work? Do I need to order that or that color? Or they're slightly different, and that makes a difference in the overall costume. And it was like, oh my gosh, that is an art in and of itself. That's for sure. Um, I have always said that I'm going to do that, and then I, I just don't. Yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty committed on this one. Yeah. We'll see if it continues because yeah. it so far is the only one I have done that for. Yeah. Well, that's great though, and now you can look back on it as a resource if you, you're like, yeah, how did I do that, or where did I get that, that material from, or how many yeah, hours did I spend sure. on this? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. So okay, so you watch, uh, <laughs> watch Mash. I love yeah. that. I watch things. I listen to music sometimes. I can't snuggle with my cat because he tries to eat everything I embroider. So. Oh. oh, yeah. He'll oh, be like, that's bad. Ooh, mesh. No. Ooh, yeah. sequins. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was permanently locked out of my room during the course of this build, and he was very sad about it. Well, that's But I the left best. it, like, on my table, so I'm like, I cannot be going to work and leaving you here. No. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we don't we don't want our our little ones getting into our projects for their oh. safety. Safety first. Um, all right, so we have another question. Um, this one is from Mel Chowski, and Mel wants to know: with all the incredible details, do you get project burnout, and how do you deal with it if you do? I feel or are like you I'm just kind like all in, in the zone? <laughs> I mean, during, during, once I'm going on a project, I pretty much just keep going unless I run into a problem and then I get frustrated more than burned out and it will, you know, take me, you know, 
either a couple hours or a couple days to like work through that snag and feel like, okay, I got through it. Look at all the stuff I finished. Now let's keep going. Yeah. Um, so once I'm in the zone, I'm in the zone. Um, but like after a project, I'm like, what do I, what do I do now? (laughs) I feel like I need to be working on something and yet I don't have to do embroidery anymore. (laughs) Um, I say looking at Eowyn, my next project. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's another oh, no. tangent. Um, but I feel like right now I'm in that weird in-between place where I don't want to necessarily be working on a huge build. Mm-hmm. And especially because I pushed myself really hard on Daenerys, especially mm-hmm. with a deadline that I originally did not intend to set. But it got to the point where I was like, I was going to cry if I didn't finish it for Katsukan. Yeah. So I pushed myself really hard and so, and it was worth it because I finished it and it was great and I felt amazing. But after I was like, okay, I need to like clean my sewing space. Yeah. First of all. Yeah. And then just sort of step back. And it's been nice because I've been doing little projects like Mm -hmm. working on my beading for Galadriel, which absolutely has no deadline and is just like tedious beading if I feel like doing some handwork. Yeah. Or working on my end game Black Widow wig, which was like coloring a wig with markers. Yeah. Um, so it's like little things that li- like that that kind of keep me going without mm-hmm. really taxing me that much. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's a great um, that's a great way to kind of keep your creative juices kind of going or simmering a little bit in the background. So because I know yeah. like, for me, after a big, big build, I tend to take like, I'll take a few days away from it because I just need, <laughs> I feel like I have PTSD from breathe it. Breathe again? Yeah, breathe again. Maybe like say hi to my husband and pet the cats <laughs> and clean the house yeah. a little bit and, you know, oh, yeah. go to the post office, things, do things like that. Um, but yeah, then I know a lot of people have, hard t- have a hard time kind of getting back on that course so to to speak after having so much momentum and then like picking that up again but sounds like that's not is that ever an issue for you um I don't think too much sometimes it takes me a while to decide what I want to do next but I also really enjoy the research process Mm -hmm. so that's kind of a sitting in bed with a cup of tea way to keep me going or get slowly working on the next project because I can start googling reference images any I want to yeah um and it also (laughs) helps that I can sometimes do that at work because I work in theater and I'm often doing wardrobe which means I sit backstage a lot doing nothing Ah. um there's a lot of lots of stuff to do and then a lot of nothing to do until you have to do lots more again yeah so like when I was doing Daenerys and I was researching Daenerys, I was just like I was ordering some silk threads while I waited for my next quick change um oh wow Oh, that's cool. Which, which also made me feel like I was getting something done while being at work, which was nice. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, that's really nice. So it's nice to like be able to collect reference photos and do those sort of downtime, semi-relaxing things that aren't actively like pushing yourself to make something. But I yeah. still feel like I'm getting my brain into that thinking process. And the more I think about a project, the better the process ends up. Like I will stare at reference images for probably hours and just be like I'm gonna look at this again and see if I find anything new and sometimes I do until I have like all the seam lines are like in my brain yeah yeah um (laughs) they like become part of the network (laughs) but then it's great when I start making something and I'm already really really familiar with it because I stared at it for so long yeah 
Yeah, I'm kind of the kind of similar. I, I have I'm the queen of post-its like at work. I'll wind up leaving work with like five or six post-its of like lists and little sketches of a detail just to kind of get my my hands into um, into the lines and the wait for it silhouette of the hey. costume. <laughs> Is it OK that I use that? Absolutely. <laughs> OK. I love that you just did that. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. All right, let's find another question. Um, so we talked about the tediousness, which doesn't seem like you enjoy it. So it's you, it's not tedious it. It if, you, if you enjoy it. It when I was yeah. like pushing to finish it. Yeah. And it did get tedious in places where I was like, I have how many more sequins to sew on this row? Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> but in a lot of the Game of Thrones embroidery, there's enough variation in mm-hmm. the textures and the detail that it's not like literally doing one thing for five hours. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Like I do this for 20 minutes and then I have to add a different color thread and then I have to add different kinds of beads, et cetera, et cetera. I keep, keep you going. Oh, it's so beautiful. Um, okay. Catalina Katie wants to know what's the best and worst part of being so detail oriented in your projects? The fact that I can't settle for less is both a blessing and a curse. Oh, it means like, it means when I finally finish it, it's going to be how I want. And I'm not going to look at it and say, I wish I had. Yeah. But in the moment it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't move on until I figure this out or <laughs> until I have this material or until uh-huh. I make, I ha- I don't want to redo that scene, but I know if I don't redo it now, I'm going to be sad that I didn't redo it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a mixed thing and it's just how I am. Mm-hmm. And I've found out that like, if I work on something for only two weeks and try to call it finished, I will be sad at the end result. Yeah. Which is like, not everybody works that way. Some people yeah. bust out a build in a night or two, and it's great, and they love it, and that's how they work. Yeah, um, yeah there's nothing but, wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also that, like, I see things. I see so many things. I'm like, I can't just pretend that that seam isn't there, even though it's doing literally <laughs> nothing. It's just chilling being uh. a seam. But <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> um, Marvel doesn't uh, but, put seams where they normally go. No, they don't. You're lucky if you have a center front. Yeah, I'd like to speak to Andy Park, please. Um, Hello, Andy Park. (laughs) I know that name. (laughs) Uh, I love his work. He's the best. There are good and bad things. And it's just sort of like you learn how you work and then you make it work. Yeah. The more you learn about your own process, the better you're going to be. I totally agree with that. And I, and I think that, um, sometimes when you are like dedicated to the detail and the, you know, if, if screen accuracy is your thing, then, um, sometimes that will push you into trying a new technique or a new method or learning how to use a different material that you haven't used before. Yeah, Um, for sure. Has that happened? Have you experienced that before? I'm I sure mean, I definitely had, (laughs) I really hadn't done embroidery until I started Daenerys. Are you kidding me? What? I'm not kidding you. Like, I'd done some, like, cross-stitch when I was, like, 12. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I was just like, what? I, I'm going to do it. So I'm going to do it. And then I just did it. <laughs> okay. And, like, this is like, a shock like, I had my face. With leather, so what? I was just like, okay, I'm going to work with leather. 
and oh I got God. a lot better with it over the course of the four years of working on Loki. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just a matter of like, I want this to look this way. I know what material I have to use. I'm going to teach myself how to do this. That's awesome. I love that. You are unstoppable. You are truly this is amazing. Amazing. Except by my own brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that you are never bored ever, ever, ever. Well, well, oh, what? <laughs> Come on. Well, do you get bored? I you mean, can tell the truth. It's okay. Oh, I do get, I do get bored because, like, I always feel like I need to be doing things. And then, but then I recognize too that I need to not be doing things a lot of the time. So it's yeah. finding that balance is really hard sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I think... Like, I need to be working on this build. I need to, but I like physically can't right now because I'm really <laughs> tired and I should really be in bed with a cup of tea yeah yes you have to be kind like to yourself self-care is really important <laughs> it, it totally is absolutely and I will get bored if I don't enjoy what I'm doing I think that's the biggest thing is like whether it's like my own project or whether it's work stuff if I don't enjoy it I will definitely get bored yeah that's for sure I think that's the thing that like well, not that I would get bored, but like if I, I don't take commissions. Do you ever take commissions? Mm-mm, can't no. do it. I just can't. Yeah, I've, I've taken a couple and then I've just decided I just, I'm just not going to do that anymore because I, I, I don't ever want to be in the position where I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. If I'm, if I don't like the project that I've taken like that, I've done that yeah. with the former parts of my life and other avenues that aren't related to cosplay and when I was freelancing forever ago and that was really hard. It took all the joy out of things. It was definitely a soul sucker to use your yeah. creative outlet to do something you don't want to do. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I do this for myself. I could not do it for somebody else. Yeah. And just there wouldn't, the satisfaction wouldn't be there and the commitment wouldn't be there. Yeah. The passion wouldn't be there. <laughs> yep. Well, it's like, who knows how much to charge for anything anyway? Like, what? <laughs> oh, I know. And, like, to give a fair price, I, I feel like, yeah, that's, like, a whole nother ball, ball game is oh, yeah. commission work and pricing and, oh, my gosh. There, I have a few people that I that I constantly send, like, if anybody asks me for commissions, um, I send them over to Louisa. Or not Louisa. You're Louisa. I'm Eliza. Louisa. Eliza. You're Louisa. Eliza from Elders Arts. She's amazing. I She's send people to her, too. She's in your neck of the woods, isn't she? Yeah, she's a couple hours for me. Yeah? I miss the East Coast. So I'm from Vermont. That's where I grew up. And I have some, um, she's sort of like my second mom. uh, She lives in Brookline. And so occasionally I will be in the Boston area. So next time. I am like 20 minutes from Brookline. Really? So, yes. Okay. So next time I'm there. You're visiting. Yes. Hello. Good. Yes. Yes. Well, definitely. And maybe, maybe I can see your Daenerys in person. Oh my God, I would just die. Where are you going to, are you going to wear that again sometime soon? I I am. <laughs> I probably don't have another convention until August because uh-huh. of life and work and things. Yeah. But I think she's going to be at Fan Expo Boston. Oh my God. Wait, so when in, uh, when in August is that? That is the weekend of the, like the thirteenth, uh, fourteenth, whatever that weekend is in the middle of August. But okay. I can't. Sorry, I'm looking at a calendar now because it's gonna bother me. Sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth is Fan Expo, Boston. 
I don't know if that I'll be able to go. August is always hard. We have we have kiddo schedules. It's always hard to balance that. Yeah, that whole life thing gets in the way. No, it doesn't get in the way. We love it. It's enjoyable. (laughs) Um, Well, let's pick up one more question um, from. Let's see. I had to write it down because he messaged me privately with this. So this one. This is sort of like this is a great last question to to ask. And we're we're sort of like wrapping up with a little bit. Um, So this one is from TMI Cosplay that I love. And I love this question. If you had an unlimited budget and one year to dedicate, what dream cosplay would you create? (laughs) And so if you, so I know that you take your time with your costume. So let's expand that to like, you have two years to make it. (laughs) Unlimited budget. My answer is not going to change. Another version Um, of Loki. Well, See, a lot of people ask me this. Like, I've gotten this question many, many times. Uh-huh. And my answer is always, I don't have dream cosplays. <gasps> I don't have cosplays that I put, like, up here where, where I'm like, I have to wait 10 years to do that. I can't do that. It's gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, I want to do this cosplay. I'm going to make it happen. Awesome. And I just do it. So you just make your <laughs> dreams come true all the so, time. like. Sometimes it takes, like, I have to save up for a long time to, like, have enough funds to get the materials, or I have to teach myself a bunch of new techniques, or I have to spend two years on it, yeah. but it's, like, I don't I don't like having things that feel unattainable that I, like, put over here, and I'm, like, I can't do that yet, yeah. and, like, it happens on a certain level where, like, I didn't make a Loki helm for a long time because it was really intimidating, but then I got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. just, just going to do it. And I did it. And it was great. <laughs> I'm just going to make um, this now. So That's like really your tagline. Like, on that list. Oh. My, my dream cosplay was an original design Loki. And then it was Daenerys. And I don't know. I love that. Well, <laughs> well so I, I think that's a really, um, really great message and a, a methodology to, to, to adopt because I think a lot of us get caught up in like having a new costume for a new con or, you know, like doing 12 costumes every year. Um, but I love that your approach is do what you love. And once in a while, you'd have a, mm-hmm. a little tidbit of a time crunch. But if you're going to put your heart and soul into it, then allow your heart to and your soul to have as much time as it needs. Is that sort of where you're? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Pretty much. I'm not. <laughs> I've gotten to the point that. It hasn't really always been like that, but I've gotten to the point where, like, I won't spend money in t- on materials and invest time in something I don't care about. Yeah. I won't do it for group cosplays. I won't do it if a friend asks me to because I'm not going to make something I'm going to wear once, not have a great time, and then put it in the closet. Yeah. I'm going to make something I will wear to four different conventions in the same year yeah. and love wearing it. Yeah. And wear it again the next year and the next year. Because That's frankly, awesome. my closet can't hold that many costumes. But, um, <laughs> well, and when you make a make a costume that is just so gorgeous and beautiful, like the details, it's, I I would, I I love putting on the costumes that I've really put some care into. And like when you put it on, you're like, oh my god, I made this. You get that feeling all over again. And it's like yeah. really nice feeling. So why wouldn't you want to do that to yourself multiple times a year if you if you can, or yeah. over the years if you can? Absolutely. And there's yeah. so much pressure. I feel like in the cosplay community, and whether it's a 
it, whether it's obvious pressure or super like subconscious and inadvertent, it's like you have to make all these cosplays and you have to keep making new things. And you have you said you were going to do that cosplay last last month, so you got to follow through on it. And I'm like, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, no, you don't have to. Yeah. You you said you wanted to make that a month ago, and now you're not feeling it. Don't do it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, that's sage advice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you that's can change your mind literally at any point. Yeah. yeah. And say, actually, I want to, I just saw that amazing show and I loved that costume from it. So I want to make that right now. Yeah. So it's like, just then do it. Yeah. You can always put materials aside and come back to something if you want to. If, if you're not having fun and it's not making you happy, then you need to sit back and reevaluate a little bit. Yeah. I agree. All right. That's words of wisdom. Out, yeah. I, I, I know for me, sometimes I thrive in the stress. Like I, I like having that challenge. Let's call it a challenge. It's definitely not masochistic. It's a challenge. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a push without killing you. Yeah. Yeah. But well, that's, that is so cool. Wow. I have, I've had so much fun talking to you. Um, and I really, I, I hope that I get to see you again in person because we did see each other. I know we saw each other for all of like so briefly. I was York. running, or you were running. I was probably running. Um, but a quick little note about that. Um, so yeah, it was New York, New York City Comic Con last year. Um, I turned around. I felt like I, or was I behind you? Uh, all I remember I is like it was on that weird landing area, like yeah. around. Like, oh my god! Stairs, and there's so many so. people trying to like get by us, and I was just like, nope, I'm gonna say hello to this amazing person. And oh my god, I can't believe I'm seeing you in person. And you were you had your Loki on and you had your horns on, and it was, it was awesome. I'm so glad I got to see that in person. Yeah, I know. Awesome. I was very sad you were not in costume at that point. <laughs> uh, I know. I was I... like, I know who that is, but <laughs> but I did. I did go and see your your Hella and poked it. At oh, the, uh, good, at the good. So poke the Hella, poke the Hella out of that. Definitely hella. took selfies and sent them to you. So. <laughs> good. Yes. I I wonder if she's gonna make another round this year. I'm not quite sure, or maybe at least the helmet might. We'll see. Well, see, I don't know if that suit is holding up. I gotta make another one. I was gonna say, I'm waiting. Oh, <laughs> ah, we've like, got no pressure, but uh, I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on that. You know what? I should probably have like a like a side project on the side, and that I could probably do another Hella and just have it like kind of in the you've background. You've done it like, once, like so a, you know what you're doing. I now. know, and I still have all the molds, and I've got a ton of silicone, and I can I can just start doing it. You can bust yeah. that out tomorrow. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. One week. No problem. <laughs> God. Uh, knowing me, I'd probably find some, uh, some like, other way to make it complicated for myself. But that would take, like, forever. Oh, probably. But yeah. I know that yeah. feeling. <laughs> well, um, if there is anyone on this earth that doesn't know where to find you online, how can they find you? I am Silhouette Cosplay <laughs> everywhere. Well, I'm Silhouette Cosplay on Instagram and Silhouette Cosplay on Facebook. I'm Silhouette Cos on Twitter because Twitter has a dumb character limit. Yeah, they're weird. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like when uh, Cowboy Crunchies is like, yeah, we're Cowboy Crunchies everywhere except Twitter where it's Cowboy Crunchy. <laughs> no S because of Twitter. Yeah, and I'm down and uh, creative. <laughs> it's just too short. <laughs> yeah. But... I'm pretty easy to find. It's always a Loki icon. Like my profile picture is always Loki. Yeah. Awesome. Well, 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining Thank me. Thank you. This was awesome. This was not an hour. I refuse to believe this was an hour. I know. I've been looking it's at like the clock. like 15 minutes. It's, it feels like it's been only 15. So let's do this again um, next time when, when you're done with your, oh, I'm totally on board your next back. crazy costume that you, you are making. Or we'll like dive headfirst into all about one of your costumes. Like we'll, we'll talk more about Loki or, you know, I'm sure you're not done with Loki. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> All Never. Right. We'll always have some, some Loki to talk about. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Especially thank you so much for the folks that um, asked some questions. That was really fun. And um, if you guys want to find more of Luisa's work, definitely go check her out online. And if you aren't a part of the She Prop community um, and you are a female or LGBTQ or NB, you are totally welcome to come over to our She Prop community and join us. You'll find Louisa there. She is awesome. Do it. Do I'm the thing. Too. Yes. Um, it's all right. a great group. <laughs> well, thanks again, you guys. I'm De- Beverly from Down in Creative Studios. Thanks for listening. Bye.